This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good afternoon. Um, <laughs> this was a shock. You weren't expecting this, were you? No, you were not indeed. Um, Brighton 5, Leicester City 2. What went wrong? We were up within well, 50 seconds, really. We couldn't have had a better start. And it kind of peaked there, didn't it? Join me now, along with, obviously, Brad, and we will be looking at, uh, well, Brendan's press conference afterwards and see how he reacted. And then Brad, in his own inimitable style, will be dissecting the goals. This is Leicester Till I Die TV, uh, the match analysis show. Good afternoon. It's time. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube. And your favourite podcasts.
Radio.tv. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. Right, Chris. All right, hello. Welcome back. So, um, you got a spare 10 million, anybody? <laughs> what is going to cost us, apparently? Uh, Costs us a hell of a lot more if we go down. A few hellos before we get started. Mike Green uh, is in the house. Hello, Mike. Uh, big up, like, share, and subscribe. Great mate of mine and great content creator. Cheers, Mike. That means a hell of a lot to me. I was, <laughs> I was, I was in bed watching you last night. Now I know that sounds extremely, extremely off, but it was an old show that I did. Two words I'll say to you, Mike. Rod Fanny. Moving on, let's go to Ray, uh, who's in. Hello, how are you? Um, Terry, uh, hi, Chris. So Dice says he sets out a team to best suit how the players play. Um, I'm not going against him. I'm not going against him. But, uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Look, you know, the BBC, I've got Alan Shearer. We've got the good-looking one. Is it Brad? Good afternoon, sir. 10 million spare by any chance? Uh, no, unfortunately. I checked my account and uh, it sent back a uh, request for 10 million. It just sent back uh, LOL. So, no, I don't have a spend <laughs> yeah, 10 million. I've got a bank manager like that as well. Um, <laughs> well, that's apparently what it's going to cost us, but surely um, it would cost more if, if we go down. And we've, I mean, some some sort of pundits out there say this team can't go down. The players are too blah. Nobody's too good to go down. Nobody's too good, you know. And people will say, well, it's only two matches in. It's only three matches in. Only six matches in now. I, I'm, I am really seriously getting worried. I mean, th- this is a trap, though, isn't it? Leeds suffered it. Newcastle suffered it. Um... I suppose, in a way, clubs like Blackburn thought they'd always be too good to go down. Southampton mm-hmm. for, for, for a while. Um, West Ham at one point, when they had the, the Canyos and the Defoes yeah. and the Canutes and the Lampards, they think they were going down. They, they, they saw a future for many a year in the Premiership. It, it happens. We, yeah. we can't sit here and, you know, head up our own arses or be an ostrich as one wise man once told us in the Leicester press conference you know to the situation that is plausible it shouldn't be with the quality that we've got in that squad but whilst things are the way they are for whatever reason and whoever's the more responsible it is looking like it's Rogers the way it's going I can't see how it's not anything but but still something's got to change something's got to give and if it doesn't yeah. And what are people going to be saying when Leicester have about seven points and it's, you know, the World Cup's on? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you, you don't mean this, man. You don't know the answer to that question. And I think you, 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 you are an ostrich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe he knew more than we gave him credit for. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, Derby, was it 11 points Derby went down with? I mean, surely not. Oh, yeah, they... Their side was shambolic. Their, their, their side was a whole 38 games of law. Because even when they won, it was just, you were laughing up and going, look at them, bless them. 
They've never felt that in their whole lives, some of these players at this level. That was a dross side. That was a side that was always going to go down. It contained Robbie Savage for a start um, as captain. <laughs> Martin O'Neill once infamously told his players not to pass to Robbie Savage on the pitch when he played for Leicester. Look, Marmite as he is, sometimes I think he's hilarious and sometimes he's back to being Robbie Savage. But nonetheless, that team went down rightly so. But this team would probably be up there more with the Leeds United and Newcastle shot because their squad was packed with quality. They had Smith, they had Duca, they had pretty much, scarily, the same sort of team that got them Europe, mm. which is making it even more tense. You know, history has a habit of repeating itself and we can't get into that law of a trap that, you know... You know, give it a reggae. You can't worry about things. Everything's going to be all right. This club will stay up on paper. It's how long do you let that mentality sink in before these players don't believe it, no matter who's in charge, telling them they're better than what they are? I, 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 as you know, I was on Talk Sport on Sunday morning before the game with Matt Swishton and Barry Glendinning, who's the Guardian's football correspondent. So, um, you know, you know, he's not, you know, Ridiculous, you know, he's not, you know, he's, he's, he's not the son, let me put it that way, you know, <laughs> whether you like the Guardian or not, he's up to obviously an individual. But I said about Leicester going down, and he went, Look, you know, for Leicester to go down, you've got to be worse than three other teams, and there's three other teams there that are worse than Leicester. And I'm thinking now, I don't think there is, not when I look at that performance, and obviously, we're going to study it in a second, but when I look at that performance on Brighton. I mean, yeah. I, I, I've done a piece today, as you know, without, uh, you know, uh, well, yeah, let, let's blow my own trumpet. I, I, I write every Tuesday for the BBC uh, Leicester webpage, and it's called Tuesday Talking Point. Please check it out. It's up there today. The headline for it and is, I don't write the headlines, but they take the headlines from what I have written, is Taxi for Rogers, no upward turn yet for the Foxes. On the first ever... Well, not the first ever, the first uh, TTP of the season. I said, supporters of Leicester will know it is a roller coaster ride following Leicester City. We haven't got a lot back, though, have we? It's just been down, down, down. Yeah, yeah, it has. And it's not pleasant. We, we know what it's like. There is, there is two things that, that give Leicester fans hope in this dire situation and that is that if if we can get enough performances and I know it sounds daft and we should not be fearing relegation at all I totally understand it right now we need to look at our squad and we need to have that camp believing that, that this is a false position in terms of that's nowhere near where Leicester should be their quality and what their ability allows them to in a football pit pitch is far better than sitting rock bottom of the Premier League. And if they can do that, even if they have a really bad season, and let's say we scrape up towards this 40-point mark, if if recent history has shown us anything, you only need about 30-odd points to be staying up. That's probably... And I'm, I know that sounds desperado clutching the straws, and that's because I, I am right now. Where we're going to get thirty points from, to exactly. be honest. And, I, 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 and if that's the issue, then there's only one man that you hold accountable for completely changing that mentality, and it's either one player, and you do, you Ronaldo him, and you sit him on the bench, or you sack him. 
and it's a manager. Yeah. And when it gets to that point where we're even thinking 30, 30 points seems a million miles away, this is probably crunch time, like you say, for Leicester, where it's probably actually more a necessity that they win half their next games. Just to get to that double figures, first of all, it'd take less double figures, but it'd get the ball rolling. Mm. And then, you know, win three out of your next six, whatever, again, and do that. And all of a sudden, you know, you're, you know, it's a better light for Leicester. You know, as depressing as it sounds, if it is going to be Rogers for the season, we may have to be prepared for, like I said, an Everton lead style season mm. of last season. I want to say because something because we've often accused Brendan of not having a plan B. You could even accuse him sometimes of not having a plan A. But against Brighton in that second half, he seemed to have a plan B, C, D, and E, but the players didn't know what they were playing at what time. <laughs> it's like after some of the team were playing plan C, some were playing E, some were playing F. I think some had even got to Z. At the end He's of the doing, I, yeah, I said I've said it numbers of times on across a numbers of shows on this channel, and to show that I never waver from my point of view because it's just getting even stronger. He's doing exactly what Ranieri did, and this is what I meant again by when I said he's a good manager, not a great manager, and never will be a great manager. Is when the proverbial hits the fan, he's overthinking everything, mm. and. Ranieri did that against Chelsea, that game that I infamously go back to yeah. where we lost 4-2. And people might say, oh, Ranieri, Ranieri. No, look at the similarities. There was rumours of fallouts with players discontent within some of the numbers of the camps. The majority were still happy, but there was discontent. We've seen that with Soyuncu not getting picked. We've seen that with how Fofana's treated the club. We've seen that with Tillman's happy to go for free, but also happy to kind of stick around because at the end of the day, it's a wage. At least he's doing it with some decorum, I guess. Casper leaves the dressing room. We, You know, it's, there's a lot of similarities. And you look at the fact that we made three, four, five tactical changes. He was making subs at half-time and not waiting until the 79th minute to make three substitutions and, and hope they can do something in 11 minutes. He's getting desperate. That's what a good manager does because he can't ride the wage and he's hoping that He's got another wave in him and these lads can kick their asses into gear and it'll just fall in his lap again. And, and that's that's what we've got to make sure we don't make the same mistake. Because we got away with it when we sat around the area because the guy who was his second in command was just a jolly fella. And I don't mean anything about his appearance. I mean, like, he was just jolly, weren't he? York Shakespeare always had a smile on his face. He always seemed easy going. He was obviously clearly that best mate, coach sort of thing. And if... Yeah. Yeah, they got away with that because he just went out there and did whatever he wanted to see. And went, you know what? Let's go back to how it was, lads. You do you, and and that's what assistant managers do when they're in charge for three or four games. We obviously took him on permanently, which was ultimately the mistake in the long run. But that saved us. Are we going to do that if we leave it too late this season? I, I, that's why people are struggling to see the 30, 40 point mark. It sounds like trying to win a title from here. It just sounds impossible. And that mentality's got to change. And it's either going to happen by hook or by crook or someone else is going to do it. Yeah. And, and like you say, I mean, looking at the games that are coming up, you know, you've got this. Well, I've sort of christened the sack derby uh, against Villa at the weekend. Because again, Barry Glendinning said whoever loses that, he thinks will be sacked. Scott, after. It's on Sky, isn't it? 
Uh, I don't think it is. No, no. Well, I'm surprised that has not. I'm surprised. Well, it is. It's on Saturday, um, and it's a three o'clock kickoff. So I'm surprised that has not got a late change to die. Just purely for they love a sack race. They love to advertise it. It's a derby. Both on that. I'm surprised for once that Sky LBT haven't seen the dollar signs on something. Yeah, no, I, th- I think um, it's too late. I think it's, it's a bit late even for Sky yeah. to sort of change it now. But, hey, yeah, you never I know. Mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing as well, isn't it? But it uh, again, they do like to try and stretch out the derby for us. Derby, say, and we have been on two against them. Talking of derbies, um, after Spurs, which I'm I'm just writing off Spurs, uh, and in fairness, I'd probably even consider doing that in a normal season. You know, yeah, we, we then got Forest, Bournemouth, and these teams are all only just above us Palace, uh, Leeds, Wolves before we face Manchester City. But those games, Wolves, Leeds, Palace, uh, Bournemouth, Nottingham Forest that's the whole of October. All right, you've got City, Man City on the 29th, that's the whole of October. Those games are winnable games. And if we don't win those, it's not just the fact that we're not winning them, it's the fact that that gap between us and the rest of the Teams is getting bigger. Problem is, Chris, right? But let's go go through the go through these pictures with me in order, and I will tell you what I think will will, will be the outcome for these games. Right. If you want to do We've something like that, I will have to go through them in order. We've got Villa, and I'm going to go through these with Brendan at charge. By the way, I reckon yeah. that'll be a draw. Um, Manchester, uh, sorry, Spurs, sorry. We're losing, like you said. I agree with you. Normal season, we struggle anyway. I think we lose. Yeah, uh, we're then home to Nottingham Forest. They're going to be more fired up and have way more confidence than us. We're losing to Forest. I hate oh, they, to say they are one place above us. Yeah, but they still know how to do that at, at Forest. You saw what the atmosphere was like. It's yeah, so they, much pre- oh yeah, I agree. So much pressure, and then away yeah. to Bournemouth. Look at their turn of fortunes. They were two 0 down. They were dead and buried. <laughs> yeah, a, a draw. I'll give us a draw. Yeah, I mean they've won two, which is two more than we have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, then we're home to Crystal Palace. A draw. Yeah, I mean they're in fifteenth. Yeah, um, but they do. They can play good football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying these. Out. This yeah. is how close all these teams are. Yeah. Then um, we are. Home to Leeds. We'll win that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, Le- Leeds, uh, I mean, they're in ninth and they're, they're, they're yeah. run, lost, drawn, lost. They're a bit. Leeds are playing Forest at the weekend. That'll be interesting. Uh, and yeah, then we well, are away to Wolves. And I think we'll beat Wolves. It's. But what. But my worry is, as you can see, I mean, Wolves in 14th. They're all teams, apart from Leeds, every one of those, and and Spurs, obviously, but all the other teams are in the bottom half of the table. Yeah, and and I know people will be very disheartened by the fact that I haven't given a win until the last two games that you mentioned there. But with Brendan Rodgers at home and the way things are really looking, now this defender might be Superman, but that's a long shot that he's suddenly going to be the glue that. Hold it won't be easy yet. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. That's that's another hilarious cop up, isn't it, by the club? We have a few clangers every so often. We all remember the Andre Silva. We're not less yeah. without making something about something weird with it. But the reason I go with that one is we're just low on confidence, and I think we need a team that's bizarre, like Leeds. And I don't just mean their coach because he's American. I mean because of the way they can just not be there and just you have the easiest game of your life and they're, they're abysmal or they could do what they did to Chelsea. And that's yeah. probably the only team I see it. I can see Crystal Palace being tough to beat. Bournemouth will want to keep a run going if they're on one or they'll be trying to shut up shop. There's two, no two ways about it when you're Bournemouth with the season they're looking to have. And I can't see us beating them sort of team but we want him to not lose a game away from home. And I just think by the time it gets to that, Leeds will be right down in the doldrums and, and we'll actually pick up a win and then we'll have a bit of a knock-on effect from there before the Man City game. It's just that gap that worries me, that that gap's going to get wider and wider and then it's harder for out. whoever does come in if we replace him or if Brendan stays, it's obviously harder. You know, at the moment, you know, we, you know, one win will take, you know, if, if results go our way, one win would take us out of the bottom three. But that's not going to be, be forever. Uh, Scott Singh, good afternoon, Scott. How are you? <laughs> he loved my BBC write-up. Like I say, you just go to um, bbc.co.uk uh, forward slash Leicester City is the short one, and you'll see Tuesday Talking Point. And what he's referring to there, cough, cough, Martin O'Neill, is I said as part of it, everyone says what a good coach Rogers is. For me, a coach makes the best of what he's got. Cough, Martin O'Neill. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, what he did with that team was amazing, you know. But anyway, that's have a read of it. Have a read. And something that Terry's brought up here, um, and I'm just going to uh, ask you about this as well, uh, Brad. Uh, if I was the owners, I would I would be stalled in the planning application. You have to start within three years. They have no money. Look, we 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 are about to announce 199 million pounds worth of losses if the papers and the rumours are true. Should Telemans be sat there still saying, yeah, I want to go for nothing? Well, that's... Telemans can say what he likes at this point now. The window's closed. He's 331. So we've allowed it. Oh, I, we, well, we haven't allowed it. We've tried not yeah. to allow it. But we're now at a point where unless he's suddenly going to change his mind and go, you know what? Give me that offer and I'll make sure to get something for me. Yeah. And, which isn't going to happen. But... I must admit, I I would, I would respect him more if he did that now because he'll still go. And yeah, if he's got a mini, he's got a minimum of, of get out. And if he's got to say, right, I can talk to any team that's got European football. So that's loads yeah. of teams, isn't it? Or twenty five million. If somebody comes in with twenty five million, I can talk to them. He will go for twenty five million. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's he's gonna gonna and we get twenty. 25 million. I just think, I just think, come on, you know, let, let's, let's be, let's be having you as somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but strange, strange things have happened. I mean, Ro mm. Robert Lewandowski left for free. Um, I mean, that was a little bit different. Bayern Munich were willing to pay Dortmund and their own snobbery and took rivalry way too seriously. Told, they turned around and said they'd rather lose him for free than take money from them. That's that's a whole different thing, I know. But the, yeah. 
big, big player going to a club, not getting any fee for him. Well, you know, I know it's different because we'd, we'd, we'd rather obviously get a fee for him than let it go for him. But that's that's the bed that the club and Yuri have made. And, and you know, people may say he's, he's, he's a favourite of Rogers. That, that that's that's only an opinion. You right or you know, he might be, he might it's not be. Because let's be honest with you, but if he's on form, he's our best player. Yeah, but we talk about he's talked about players not having their heart and soul or whatever, and to not being a hundred percent committed uh, mm. to the club. That you know, Solomon's apparently on his way to Turkey. So, or it is at Turkey, I don't know. I just saw that once and I don't know anything more about it. Uh, he, but, uh, last I heard, he was on the plane. So, unless it's been... Yeah, so that, 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 that explains why he's not been making the team and not not. But it does make you wonder why the performances on the pitch are so bad. <coughs> Can't play Madison in the same team. <coughs> Gerard and Lampard-esque. <coughs> but we have seen that if Rogers is sticking by that word, and that's why these players, certain players have to get picked up, why they haven't started, uh, and why they're you know, now no longer with the club, some of them, um, you, you, you look at it and go, why is he, why is his form so bad? Is it just that one coughing incident that I just mentioned there? Or is it, so, or is it, because he must be putting the effort into training, surely, because he, because he can't surely be given, and in any more special treatment because it just it it's starting to get a bit baffling because it's like well if he's putting the effort in training and showing it's worth it still getting pitched how come he's not able to perform like that on the pitch and I, and literally I know I kind of say it a little bit tongue cheek when I make the reference but it does seem that when they both are on the pitch they can't play together and I wonder if they're getting each other's way unintentionally because of the way they like to drive forward with the ball. One's always waiting for the pass, and one's trying to get the, the you know, tell that person to get a shift into the box. But they have they played together, forward. and they've played together so well that they won us through the FA Cup. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so, so then you go device. back to the system. Yeah, so then you go back to the system, going right. So if that if that is the case, because we've got evidence that when they play this way, they play well together, then maybe the system is making it look like that, and they have to look at who designs that system. It's the manager, so. Maybe the answer is not as cryptic as people think where the issues lie. Yeah. And I've yeah. been learning that, but yeah. But we will see what he does. We will see what he does. Um, Diego Costa, by the way, has been refused the work permit. Uh, Wolves were after him on a short-term deal. I would have loved to have seen him in Leicester Blue. I tell you, he would have. Uh, it, it, that was the that would be the bite we were missing, wouldn't it? I mean, that we wouldn't we wouldn't get a bit of a bite. We'd be getting a tank full of piranhas if he came over. I, I think some players would be signing contracts out of fear. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be it'd be Rogers like uh, enforcer, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah. Gray's in LCFC. Great, good afternoon. No, Rogers is still here, unfortunately. Uh, Ray asks, why did we sell Fafana? Well, he wanted to go. We 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 we, we moved on from Fafana. Uh, I yeah. mean, Soyuncu is baffling. You know, when we were, you know, we're didn't want for Farnham to go because we've got no defenders and we're now letting another one go. Um, well, I mean, you could say that does bring more, you know, truth to the rumours that happened, in, you know, January of last season when his head seemed to go, didn't it? It seems that them rumours were more true than aspect. Maybe not Real Madrid as such, but there was obviously clearly a Soyuncu who didn't want to play for Leicester anymore and wanted to move on to something else. So, 
Again, unfortunately, it feeds another excuse for Rodgers that he can he can't argue with. It's like, well, the reason I've been playing indeed is because Amartis was ill and sorry, aren't you? Don't want to be here. And it's like, well, in, in, oh, in right. fairness, we you know he you know he could turn around and see what everybody was moaning about um, uh, Amarty. So I put Evidi in there, you know. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's unfortunately he's still getting a lot of win wins. That are probably what he's using to keep himself a job because if he didn't want to use that as a job he'd he'd be throwing himself under the bus and that's why I kind of think yeah. if he's wanting I mean, to pay every, every, yeah I mean um uh Ray saying a few people uh, about there uh, as Mike said yeah they are appealing the decision uh that that would be a great signing um but you know let, let's see what happens with these and and you know we're looking at these figures and we're going like, bloody hell, you know, but, it, you know, we've got to see it in context. You know what I mean? There's a lot yeah. of, you know, it, 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 is it a manageable debt? Or And, and from what I heard, it, yes, it is manageable. So we, we, we will see. We will yeah. See. I, mean, they, but, they, I mean, they can't come out and say it's manageable debt or show that it's going to be manageable debt if they didn't already know about this one. So this must have been taken into equation when someone speaks and worked it out. Yeah, uh, I mean Terry's making. <laughs> I had to read this twice here, Terry, because I was about to say what, but then I, I read it in full. Um, they got it all wrong. The reason for our decline: one owners, two injuries, three cags form, four transfer windows, five and us fans. Any more excuses, Brendan? I mean. Chris Sutton is saying that this is like, and we'll go on to, we're going to go on to Brendan's post-match conference after this one. Um, but he's saying it's it's similar to what he was at Celtic. You know, he wanted to get out. Um, and I say, at the end of the day, 10 million, it's a lot of money. Obviously it is. We know he's not on 10 million a year. You know, Rob Tanner at the Athletic, oh, well, you know, it's not his place to say how much he's on necessarily. He he confirmed he's definitely not on ten million a year. Far from it. Um, but you've got to obviously balance that up with what we would lose if we went down, because that could be a hell of a lot more than the ten million. Yeah. You know. Oh, you forgot one thing, Terry. You haven't got. Yes, he hasn't. He hasn't come out and blamed YouTube shows yet, has he? No, no. Or, or, or the floodlights, or the grass, or the weather, or the dryness pitch. So it could be worse for excuse yeah, yeah. So It's when he sits there and he goes, you know what? I blame that Brad on Leicester till I die. He's always been so negative. Let's be honest with you, mate. You shit yourself, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, I'd, 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 I'd be bringing up the cup saying, go on then, Mr. Brandon, let's, let's, let's me and you have it out. Let's me and you yeah. have a sit down and chat so you can motivate these players better because I'm sure shit I'll get all done. Right. Well, we're going to have a look now at the um, press conference. Oh, yeah. The press conference. Sorry. The, the post-match um, yeah. interview. This is I'm, the shorter get, version. Yeah. I'm going to get my snoozing head on, mate, because I've heard this one. <laughs> well, what I think I'm going to do is it's only two minutes long. So should oh. we play the whole thing and then go back rather than keep stopping it? Yeah, yeah. It might as well do the whole, play the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Let me realise that I can't press play on this screen. Uh, let me uh, let us go in and see what see what our esteemed leader had to say for himself. Really hard afternoon. What do you make of it? Yeah, disappointing result. I think the best team won. Um, 
we uh, got off to a great start. We just made uh, too many mistakes in the game. And, and of course, you do that against a good team that play collectively well, then uh, then it's a challenge. So, um, so yeah, all in all, disappointing. As you say, you're 1-0 up in a minute. Is it down to exclusively individual mistakes after that, do you think? Well, that's a part of it. And I think confidence as well. I think the team's obviously short on confidence at the moment. But um, but uh, but no, we, um, as I said, we, we let them back into it too early and obviously made the mistake for the uh, the second goal. So, um, so yeah, just, just per goals were given away and the players are fighting, they're running, they're walking, but you can see that the confidence is a little bit low and we just got to keep walking to try and pick that up again. In terms of the actual setup today, a shape that we don't see from you too often, I think it's fair to say, and you've gone with Patson and Kelechi up from what was the thinking initially to try and attack the game? Yeah, exactly that, attack the game, thinking that they'll probably play three at the back. So get two strikers up against it and just have more attacking players on the field. I think that's an area that uh, we, we've probably been short on in terms of creation of opportunities. So, um, and both the boys scored, so so that was, was really good. But I didn't think we kept the ball well enough. You know, in the Premier League, you have to look after the ball and um, we, we, we gave it up too easy. What messages can you kind of give to the team in the aftermath of a result and afternoon like that where, you know, eventually everything's gone against well, you can only be honest and say the best team won and we have to uh, keep working hard. Uh, we've shown in, in spells that uh, we can look like a good team, but you've got to sustain it over uh, over 90 minutes. Uh, and that's unfortunately what we haven't been able to do. You've got a rare free midweek this week. What can you actually do specifically to try and make sure that the Villa game next week is a positive? Well, I think it's reinforcing the confidence. You know, go away and analyse the game and look at the mistakes that we've made and uh, see if we can put it right. Is that a psychological thing as well as application? Yeah, it's very much so. It's very much. It's very, it's, it's a lot of application. And uh, but of course, whenever you've you've lost five out of your first six, then of course your confidence takes a hit as well. So, uh, so you've got to try and have, get the players up there. You've got to stay aggressive. You've got to stay strong. And it's uh, it's the hard yards at the moment. You've got to get through that. And uh, and that's football. Yeah, um, I think you are probably right, Terry. Yeah, it will it will get round to me eventually. Um, Mike said it there twice. I mean, I'm all for they were the better team, Brighton. Let's be honest with you. Um, I, I did say Arsenal gave us a football lesson, and I'm happy to say that to say that Brighton gave us a football lesson is a bit scary, but. He's, he's, he certainly is big enough, Brighton. Not once, but twice. They are the better team. Yeah, but I get that. Uh, I, funny enough, I, I strangely do get that. Um, because sometimes, I can't remember who it was who was saying it. I think it was actually Frank Lampard, strangely enough. And it, it was weird to hear such wise words come out of that man's mouth as a manager. <laughs> but it, he, he basically said that he found himself kind of shielding his players too much and we know Brendan's probably gone the other end of the scale especially after that certain FA Cup game against the Florist um, but sometimes you, you can't just bail your players out and say oh we you know point out what we need to work on where we lost the game sure which is what he did you know we, we, we know the problems are there we know the confidence is low and, and he, you know he, that's fine but you can't get to a game like that and we moan don't we? We moan when we win a game. I never like, moan. How dare you, sir? No, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're obviously one of the one of the very 
very few that don't, but my good friend. I want to every post match out. I want to every post match out. Yeah, Chris is right. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you throw me off what I was saying. And what was I saying before you threw me off? We moan when opposition like Pep Guardiola. When we beat Man City five two, we all moaned that he didn't give our club any credit. And you have to do. You have to respect the opposition when they destroy you five two. It's very worthy. And I think sometimes you you echo them words as a manager because you're making sure that you're hearing it in the um, dressing room and, and they're hearing it when they watch the fact because his players analyse it. And he might even, maybe just more fill his ego than anything and put himself on the screen, but he might reiterate them, them, them words. And he might turn around to players and goes, I never want to be able to go out in a press interview again and have to admit that they were better than you. And you should want that. That you know, you don't know what's going on there. Brendan's ego, he likes to show himself off, doesn't he? So he might be in there going, I don't want to have to say that again. Mm. I don't want to have to go and do an interview where I'm telling and confessing up that they were better than you and they played you off the park. We need to get this doing, right? We need to get our heads together, we need to get our heads out or off but our could be a far better. And we don't know what's going on, but we don't see off camera. I know we get the training snippets, sure. Everybody's a coach all of a sudden, not me, myself included in that, you know. But we don't know how he's doing it. It doesn't look great. And I can, you know, outside looking in and, 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 and how things are, it's, it does sound concerning. But mm. sometimes you can't mummy cuddle the, the, and then try and kid. And that's what Lampard said. He found himself realising that he was actually trying to kid these players that they were better than they were. That was, that was the words he used in this video. And he goes, I had some harsh words with them. And and maybe he, he he's just doing covering his ground. They're what's mm. in there, you know, yeah, analysing no, no, the these things. Yeah, I agree totally. Uh, just to say, guys, there's 50 watching, four likes. So if you can smash those likes, it would be very, very much appreciated. It does help uh, the algorithms. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe. Uh, Brad's channel's in the description below, so make sure to subscribe to uh, A Matter of Opinion as well. Uh, Grace says here, and I, I, I've said this, I've shouted this from the rooftops, he gets outthought by any manager. I would sit there and go, because everybody said, oh, he's a great coach, is uh, Brendan, a fantastic coach. You know, I'd say Robbie Savage on, you know, before the um, Man United game. This team would go down if it wasn't for Rodgers. Yeah, okay, Robbie. Um, I I would accept that Rodgers would get outthought by Pep Guardiola. He'd get outthought by Klopp. Possibly even Tuchel, um, but you know those 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 managers. I would get that he's being outthought by those. He's been outthought. We lost to Villa last season. He's been outthought by a guy who was his captain when he was a manager. Um, I just yeah, but people also remember for two and a half years he was out tacticking and out thinking them players. The thing is that we've got to remember, and again, I don't, look, he's entitled to use every resource to give an explanation as he wants. Whether you think he's deflecting blame or not, it's his job he's got to look after. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to look at this as neutral as possible whilst trying to get a point across. Um, so yeah. that's why I'm a bit callous with it. But he's also our tactic, these managers. But our club has, because we've realised it's due to how, you know, overspending or close to spending within a wage structure that we are in a position where we've gone a bit stale 
it's the same players that have been here for a while now. And yes, we move Casper on and we're going to lose Tillemans, but they're still here. And you do need to freshen up that squad. You know, the, the thing is, we're forgetting that Graham Potter has lost players, but he's been able to replace them. We're forgetting that, yeah, Aston Villa are no longer the side they were when Gerard got there with the transfers he's been making. All these other teams have been able to drastically improve. We're just caught in a period that isn't easy to negotiate for any club. Look at Arsenal for the last two seasons. We've been laughing at them. We've all enjoyed the Arsenal show, haven't we, every week? But now look where they are when they've got back where they, where they said they were going to get. Or they may have got there 10 years later than they were expecting or whatever, but they've got there and look what they've been able to bring in to freshen up the squad whilst keeping the core of it and how they're doing this this season. It, it, it's something that might end up being shown in two seasons' time for us, where we go, oh, I guess it wasn't all Rogers. This wasn't that easy task because so and so has got us four teams. You know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. And maybe and maybe maybe it is a new manager that gets us up to seventh this season and everything's hallelujah. But eventually these players are going to get a little bit older. Eventually certain players are going to move on. We're always adapting and changing no matter who you support. And even Man City are doing it. Doesn't matter if they're spending hundred million or ten million. In terms of winning, they're always changing, but they're still keeping that structure. A Gundogan, you know, until recently Sterling, you know, until he moved to Guerra. They have the, you know, some of them are still, you know, the, you know, I know Bernardo Silva and Gundogan are still there, but they're still evolving and adapting. Just because they've got more money than us doesn't mean we can't. And we have to accept this might actually just be a really crappy period as a Leicester fan. And it's still not that bad if we can stay in the Premiership. You know what I mean? I know I, I am. Okay, you and me both know. You know, we 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 we're very good. We we, we are the two devil's advocates in in, in a chat. Yeah, it's got to be otherwise. Yeah, doesn't well otherwise you don't have a chat, do you? Let's be honest. Exactly. exactly. I made the point. On I'll say it again. BBC uh, Sport Leicester page Tuesday talking point. Have a read of it. And I made the point there that you make the best of what you've got. Martin O'Neill did that. Martin O'Neill wouldn't be standing for this. Now, whether that is he's not got the money to bring it to bring players in, and yes, it was different times then. I I, I get all that, but you know he's played two up front, both, and it's he his words there, and they both scored. Yeah. Well, we have two up front. Uh, we'll go, probably go back to one up front. Um, he it's his way or the highway, but his way isn't working. And you said about Arteta, yeah. but Arteta has got them better and better each season. We have got worse and worse each season. He came in no, and it was like, no, brilliant. You can't say we've got worse and worse because we've gone fifth, fifth with extra silverware, further in Europe, but the league position was eight. And now this season, it's, it's had a very good high. But that's when we were still always getting excited by signings. We were still firing diamonds. We were flourishing. This has been a couple of seasons now. And it, we didn't, I don't know if we brought anyone in last January. Um, so we haven't made a signing. In, in terms of today's modern football, we haven't made a signing in two windows. And that's 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 a strain on the squad that needs to be constantly, you know, freshening up and strengthening up all its areas. You know, but. Maybe, maybe this is what Leicester fans need to look at in the future, right? Soyuncu won't be here. Tillemans won't be here. Let, We're going to have. Let, wait. Me ask, let me ask this question yeah. of you then, Brad. 
So with this big refresh, the the the, the players up. Um, I know, I mean, for example, uh, Scott's a big one for refreshing it up via the youth system. Uh, we had a guy who who scored for us in the in the pre seasons. He's been sold off. Um, I, I, you know, we we've suddenly stopped seeing the youngsters coming through. We we had them, and now yeah. we don't. Now yeah, you know, you really. could say we're throwing them into the lion's pit if we we start them now. But no, I think our youth product's still been bringing them through. Brunt's on the outskirts. You know, on we've the got outskirts. I've not seen him really. Has he been even on the well, he's played. He played for us. He played for us, Lewis Brunt. He's been on the pitch. He was the one that made his debut against Tottenham in that defeat. No, I'm on about this season. Sorry, mate. I'm on about this yeah, season. I understand the that. have disappeared apart from yeah, All I'm saying is that we can't yeah. refresh the players that we've got with new ideas. And not confuse them so much that it's. Um, I mean, Bre yeah. I, I read somewhere Brendan has taken this side from a counter attacking side to a more possession based side. Yeah, it's like I say as well. He, I said it in the last match previous to you that because it kind of an idea that was churning away in the back of my head throughout the show, and I kind of put it into words eventually, as I so willfully do. But I feel that Brendan has made his plan B. Now his plan A and the plan A, which was that high press counter attacking thing, is what he switches to when it's going wrong. I mean, one thing I will say, which I didn't realise, so I did a bit of delving it myself, is he mentioned in the interview that he expected Brighton to play three at the back, and they have been playing three at the back. So, for whatever reason, maybe Potter was like, "We've played X amount of games with three at the back." Let's not make it obvious. Leicester's the perfect opportunity to turn it up because I'd be expecting three at the back. Let's change it up. And it worked wonders for them, obviously. I just think maybe he needs to go back to making the, the, this, this hold the ball and defensive thing uh, plan B and let plan A run its course for two two goals and, and, and use that to see out a match. Because when he was doing it that way, Chris, you remember games when we were 2-3-0 up and Ricardo was doing juggling acts in the corner and next to keeper and everything was fine and dandy. It's only been when we've been trying to do that at 1-0 up with 80 minutes played that it's gone wrong. And, and maybe, you know, it's just a rebalance. But I do wonder if maybe the refresh for this squad at the moment is a change in personnel. And that's why Brandon's going to lose the job, regardless of what he does. Because he's tried everything in one game and it got worse and worse. Over forty five minutes. Yeah, I, 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 I say I agree. I agree totally. Um, said we should get points at half time. I like his idea. He's a smart man because we were too all at half time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, but then you know, from what you just said, then we're back to you know he was thinking Brighton were going to three at the back. Are we worrying too much? And it's it's almost like Claudio Ranieri's back. Are we worrying too much about what the opposition are doing? You know, then I, 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 not only Ranieri but Pearson. Do you remember Pearson when we when we won that championship to get promoted? We smashed virtually every record club record going, and a lot of you know championship records as well. Number of wins, away wins, and all this that and the other. You could in that season have said, right, we're playing Burnley in ten games time. You could pick that team. Because you knew that team that was going to be out. We then got promoted. 
Probably the, one of the worst things we could have ever done is beat Man United 5-3 because it maybe went to Pearson's head. I don't know. But joking aside, you we were changing that team every week. Somebody would come in, Pearson would pick somebody, he would score maybe a couple of goals, and then we'd never see him. We wouldn't see him again for a couple of seasons. Oh, sorry, for a couple of seasons, a couple of games. You ne- you you look at the team when it was announced and you go, bloody hell, Brent. Um, Nigel, who have you picked there? Why isn't so-so? He scored a couple of goals for us last time. I just think we are... Oh, are we? Let me ask you the question. Are we worrying about too much about the opposition and not concentrating on ourselves enough? I mean, That was a long way round. I'm sorry, that was a long way round. I, I know what you meant. Question. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I, I know. I, 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 I picked apart the question as you, as, as you were saying it. Don't worry, mate. Um, yeah. It can be, but football's a game of chess as far as it comes from manager's perspective. In terms of, you do all your research, you get as much information on your as possible so you can be prepared for it as much as possible that you know, without a surprise being thrown into the works, that you can't prepare yourself for, you're as many moves ahead as possible for the slightest change. So you're prepared for them to line up with a three. You look at their last seven or eight games and you realise they have lined up with uh, a back line of four so you do work on that as well but you prioritise the main tactic you prioritise the main formation you look at their lineups, and if the players change a lot but the shape really doesn't you're not really worried about who's on they're all you, that tells you as, as a manager they're all given the same instructions if the lineup depends on the shape then you pay attention to that you have to pay a lot of attention to it I think what what it is a case of is we're focusing the right amount of attention on our opposition, but we're not focusing that same amount on ourselves. And I, yeah, I think it's a bit of both. We're not doing enough on our own work, and we're doing the, you know, we're we're, we're not doing too much, but we're doing enough for for the opposition, but not enough for our own. And 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 that's another thing that needs to be balanced out because if you just kind of completely switch the focus and just focus on you, focus on you, focus, everything is, is less there is. I line up and, and, and the man. I think, I think that's what maybe we're doing wrong because how many times have I now started to just say you rename us obvious, FC obvious of Leicester because we're really obvious. We attack down one side, we're slow methodical. It just feels like you need to just focus on on the both and get that balance right because if you focus on one or the other and the opposition, you're going to be you're going to be obvious to deal with, and you're not going to know how to combat it because you haven't worked on it and on the training. Oh, yeah, you, you, you're right. I, I just... A word that we use very often with Brendan is stubborn, and yeah. we saw that last season with the zonal marking. Um, you know. W- as fans, we can see in a game, and I therefore I think if we as fans can see it, why can't Brendan? And and you know, I'm no great tactician, don't get me wrong. You know, I can't I could no way could I do and explain it like you do in the post match shows. You know, I'm completely uh, completely leave me standing with that. Um so you know better than I do, but we sit there, we go, you know, like, well Amarty's not doing very well, but he sticks with him. Luke, Luke, I would say Luke Shaw then, that's wishful thinking. Luke Thomas got absolutely ripped one against Man United. Oh, let's stick with him against Brighton. I mean, we can all see this, you know, and Castagna, 
you know, I know it was two games in a week, but the younger players should be able to handle it. Why the fuck is he so stubborn? It's just his personality. Managers are like that. Every manager has a different sort of trait. You you talk about managers like, uh, they're not the most popular, I granted some of these, but you talk about managers like Roy Hodgson, my club that wants to get involved there. Yeah, welcome, uh, Klopp. Welcome, Klopp. Yeah. You know, Southgate uh, and managers like that, you know, Hodgson, Southgate and uh, a few others, they're people pleasers. They have a trait as a manager. Sometimes you get a Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger that commands respect. You know, they become a manager that commands respect. They have their unique approaches. They had a trait. The air dryer treatment became infamous for that. You know, before the boots slinging days and the pizza gate fiasco, you know, every manager has a way of doing it. And some managers are less willing to do it because they're more of a tactical manager than they are a, um, a coaching manager. And you can have that, which is why these managers tend to have a right-hand man in their trust that follows them everywhere they go, they always bring the colo with him, don't he? You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. But that could be it as well. He could just be stubborn that his tactics should work and it shouldn't matter your quality, you can adapt. We talk about one thing that we did like about Brendan is the fact that he's making players adaptable to playing more than just one position. And that's great. That's great. And uh, over time, and it takes longer than it does to improve in a natural position because it, well, duh, Closing the question is unnatural. And it's going to take a couple of seasons for these players to be able to be adaptable to these positions and play them both just as well. And that's great, but you can't expect these players to just do it like that. You've got to integrate it. And I think Rogers wants to do that, but he's too stubborn to allow it to happen over time. He wants it to be done and he sees it best that you just do it as hard as, you know, you just do it, chuck him in at a deep end. Now, if he's got kids... At a swim pool, he's chucking him in the deep end and, t- and, 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 and saying, you know, sink or swim to his children. I feel sorry for his children in the swimming pool when they were giving taught as kids because I bet he was stubborn enough to do that sort of antics instead of easing his children in and giving them a whole bunch <laughs> to flow sort of thing. Yeah. But that's just a trait manager has and that's a trait that Brendan Rogers has always had. So it's not like we should be totally shocked that he's this stubborn. No, we, um, we're going to look at the goals in a second. One last, very last question before we do move on to the goals is oh, we're hearing the same excuses every time. You know, I mean, yeah, he, all right, he's, he's coming up with new people to blame. Uh, I'm sure sort of Molly the tea lady is looking over her shoulder nervously as we speak. Uh, but yeah. it's, you know, we're making too many mistakes. You know, we didn't keep the ball well enough. It, it's, it's, the, it's the voice of a manager fighting a relegation battle even yeah. this early. I mean, it, it, it is, but not because of what he's saying. It's more because it's repetitive. And the reason it's repetitive is because the mistakes haven't changed. You know, what he's saying isn't isn't trying to get himself... And that's his job, to that's, change it. Yeah, and that's where, that's where the problem is. That's what I mean. It's not the verbal way he does it. It's the fact that going... It's, it's not the fact that he keeps repeating himself for me. It's what he's repeating that's just that's worrying. Because it's like, well, I'd actually rather it be a different excuse every week so we know that it seems like that's progressed. But it feels like, like you said, 
it's like, yes, yeah, week 72, I've heard, we can't pass the ball well when we're close together and mm. we're getting in each other's way, essentially. Because that's what they do. They keep getting in each other's way yeah. on the pitch in movement because of confusion. But hey-ho. That's too interesting to see uh, Bayern Munich being linked with um, Harry Kane. That'd be funny. That we we will see. We will watch that. We will watch that um, with interest. Well, the goals and there's plenty to look at. Unfortunately, not not in all our um, in our our favour. Welcome along to David. He is. a Brighton fan, welcoming mate. Nice to have you in. Uh, and he said, there he said, McAllister's disallowed goal just seems wrong, even if it was offside. I mean, I don't think it was offside. If they've got to take it was a high minutes, foot, it was a high foot. It wasn't offside. It was a high foot. Just in the re- according to the reasoning by VAR by a referee, I can't remember it quote quote, but this is what happened. James Justin, I believe it was was impacted in the way he was defending the original ball because of a high foot. James Justin had to change his heading and trajectory, which meant that a high foot incident interfered with a natural movement of, of play. Had that foot not been risen, James Justin wouldn't have had to duck and realign and make them transitional movements. Right. Okay. Naturally had more heading power away, so it was classed as an obstruction. I still agree with the Brighton fan. It robbed us of an absolute goal of the season contender. And I'm going to spoilers alert for those I haven't seen it if it is on this one. Um, but I, I, that is the letter of the law what cleared it up. It wasn't an offside decision. Make that what you will. I'm just explaining it there for people. No, I no, no. I, 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 was saying, I, I didn't realize that. I've got to be honest with you. Um, and well, you can't argue with it, can you? Then it's just, but it was an amazing, amazing yeah, shot. I felt, I felt mm. sorry for him because it would have been goal of the season without a doubt in my mind, and 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 it would have been a, he'd have got a hat trick as well. And I can't believe we're saying this about a player who did it against us, but you do in football, don't you? You do sometimes feel sorry for opposition when it's like that. Brighton playing blue and white, you know, let's just. <laughs> Sneak, sneak us. Yeah, we want some. No, we're bottom of the league. Let us steal your positivity a bit and fake it for ourselves, please. Grace says there before. I was going to be the last point, but Grace made a a good point here. Uh, Indeed, in Ward arguing bad sign. Um, I mean, to me, that was Ward. It was nothing to do with Indeed. I mean, he. Uh, I've seen this a couple of times with Ward, and I'm not saying he's a bad goalkeeper. Casper is not having a good time at Nice. Uh, I don't think he's kept a clean sheet. Uh, so let's not jump on war. But he didn't control that ball. And he's done that a few times, I've noticed. It's when they're taking the ball back, he doesn't control it. No, but every goalkeeper has uh, a weakness. I'll tell you, being a goalkeeper myself, I really struggled oh, yeah. with... Off- oh, and right. I'll never bring it up. But I, know I struggled with off-the-ground goal kicks. Um, so every goalkeeper has a Achilles heel. I was one of them goalkeepers that went centre back. Off you go. I ain't taking that. Um, every goalkeeper has weakness, but indeed he shouted at Casper when he was in goal and he had to yeah. play centre back. It's just indeed it's just what they do. They, they don't like the they don't like having you know things going wrong and you know when you're bottom of the league and your confidence is low, you, your fuse is also a little bit short. Take take that with a pinch of salt. 
yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, title winning teams argue. Yeah. Players will argue. I wouldn't have been surprised if, if Ward was saying, Why did you do that for? And he, and he was telling them, I'm not fucking centre back. That's why. You know what I mean? He's probably, yeah. It's probably been something as simple as that. But, yeah. Right. Hey, hey, and we will do that. I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, if anybody for all the Leicester fans, I apologize, but that is the point of the show. Uh, we'll do it straight. You are watching and listening to Chris. Uh, I won't, that was the wrong one. <laughs> if anybody missed it yesterday, though, we have now started a new uh women's super league show. The first one was yesterday. Uh, Lou wasn't able to make it. And I do hope, uh, I send my best wishes to her friend who was involved uh, in an accident. Hope things are going well there, Lou. Fingers crossed for you. Um, the other co-host for the rest of the season, Maisie, was on. We did some predictions about where the teams would finish. Um, watch it through your fingers, Leicester fans. That's all I will say. And hopefully we'll be doing a watch-along this Sunday because it's the first game of the Super League um, comp uh, uh, the super, the women's super league this Sunday. We are away to Everton. This is the one I meant. To Hello, say. Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Do what they say, please, please um, do do subscribe to us. Um, David says, I can quickly say I have no family members who are goalkeepers. Um, but anyway, it, it all went very well for 50 seconds, Brad. Um, it looked like, uh, um, and I haven't even, my horse wasn't even warming me seat. Let's have a look at our first goal and, and, and how it came. The fact that we were playing two strikers. And they played well together. Here we go. I think that shot right in. The ball at their feet. And uh, it's played forward now. Barnes, edge of the area. He slips it in the F2. Daka. Daka, low ball across. It's going to be a tap in. And Ianacho scores. Barely a minute gone. And Leicester City have the perfect start at the Alex. Into Gross. I wasn't sure if they're going to show it again. I can, I can replay it if you want to. But yeah. I mean. Brighton's defending there. We caught them asleep. It was almost Leicester-esque, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. It was a, a very lovely surprise, and that was a great game. Well, well reviewed the goals there, mate, because that's how it finished. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, we, we no, we well, Eighty-nine minutes to go. Even the most optimistic Leicester fan couldn't think that we were going to. Well, we were going to defend for eighty-nine minutes. <laughs> yeah, very true. I mean. Just, just, just looking back at that goal and seeing it again there, just reminded me it was you, you're actually spot on with Leicester S because, and I don't want to make you have to drag it backwards and forwards to find where where I was, but just where you see the ball go across for the first time I think this season, if you when 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 we must it back here first of all, I haven't seen us play to pause it there I haven't seen us play that aggressively going. Forward, what you have I? Oh, can you see me? How about now? You, you, you're back now. I did. I thought I'd pause you rather than the rather than the uh, <laughs> the game there. No, no worries. But this is what Leicester have been lacking, and but I know Barnes has just just distributed the ball to 
um, to um, back on the left. All I see here is by driving forward at their defence like we did then, we kept pressure on them. Look, we've got we we have the two players in and around that six yard box all ready to do the damage, and that's something that Leicester have missed, and they missed it throughout the rest of this game. After that goal, realistically, they they stopped the press. Like here, look, they've got the rebound ready. They've got a rebound ready. They've got four players in the areas that we're used to seeing them. That 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 positioning by the player by by the players there stops. The goalkeeper doing what he's trying to do, which is come out and collect it. He can't do it because he's got his own player obstructing him. He's got a Leicester player to watch out for in case they manage to get a touch because he's dead. He's beaten. They haven't got time to get someone back in cover that front post in time. It's it's in a dangerous area. If they clear it low, low, they I think that's Tillemans is in acres of space to drill it straight back across Sanchez. They've got somebody. Picking up a scramble if 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 Ian actually missed it to, mm. to, to put it in. That was Leicester back to what they used to do. And if if you if you want to show Leicester what to do, play the first 50, 53 seconds of that game and say that's what I need to do for ninety minutes. That that, yeah, that, that goal. The other eighty-nine minutes and five. Yeah, seconds. that was it. That's the review done, Chris. No more goal signs. Yeah. I mean, oh, no, that's all we have to. The guy, I don't, I mean, I don't know just with, if, if it shows um, when I do this. Uh, does, does my mouse appear on the screen at all? Yeah. 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 So you can see this player here. Yeah. I mean, we should sign him up, shouldn't we? He'd fit into our defence perfectly. Yeah, very static. And that's what allows whoever it is coming at the back to run in behind. Him. And then, that, you know, no, not Daka, the person that we see. Might be, might be him. I saw in a replay, but someone ends up behind Dakar, uh, not Dakar Nacho at this yeah, point. Who, I think uh, it's Barnes moves across, doesn't he? Yeah, it moves across the, just in case there's a save or something happens where it comes back out to to get there. Which which ah, which allows, no, you're right. There's there a play coming in here. Yeah, and because he's flat-footed, that defender, and again, that's because of Nacho's position. Mm. If the pass goes a little bit astray, he's got time to recover and get in front of Nacho if he's got a stretch of the pass. But he's also trying to wait for someone to go past his shoulder so he can cut out anything there. And because of the way he angles his run to go behind Nacho, um, mm. that's how the goal comes about. And like you said, mate, it was it was a walk down memory lane. Yes. Yeah. For a goal um, for Leicester. I think um uh that 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 I said that was a good you know first first minute. Um, it lasted for nine minutes, and we do seem to, to concede a goal very quickly. I think nine minutes is probably the longest we've lasted. But as I was saying there about that that Brighton player, not oh sorry, you know, not picking up in Acho and, and him being there, this well, just just flip it over to the other oh, side. And Ian Acho scores. Let's just enjoy Billy that for a moment again. And Leicester City have the perfect start at the Alex. Yeah, Crosses again high in towards Welbeck, past him, all the way to Trossard, lifts it back in again towards the far post, heads go up, and it's in, it's 1-1. Converted at the far post there by March, he was sealing in. Welbeck So, there Brad, what we were saying about, you know, the Leicester player being unmarked, who the hell is picking this player up? Who the hell is picking that player up there? 
Yeah, it's a good question. Again, we go from one defensive frailty to the other, like you said. And the problem is you've got the four Leicester players there that are making that little inverted T, sort of. You've got mm. that. You've got. I know I'm pointing on my screen as if you can see my giant finger. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking. Then I need a magic pen. <laughs> yeah. So you've got. Oh, I can't even see the numbers. Give me a second, mate. Let me see if I can see who they are. You got Evans, Ndidi, and Samare making that sort of three triangle way, and whoever's punning away from them there to try and close down that cross across the goal is way too late. And the problem with, with, with how that defensive line serves, so you know who them three players are I'm on about, don't you? Yes, yeah. Yeah. So the reason is that is, is they're caught between zonal marking and who's responsible for what duty. And by the looks of that, Evans is like, well, I'm stopping anything going in behind. Because as you can see, the Brighton player on the far right of the screen, you know, that's, that's just got into our box on the far right of it in between yeah. the two Leicester players, Evans is watching out for that ball that we inevitably scored from. So he can't drill it across the goal because he's in front of the defender that's nearest to him and he's gonna, his pure position is going to make it difficult for that player to get in at the back post. He's that last line of defence for anything that goes directly across it. What needs to happen here is Wilfred indeed needs to be tight to that defender. Number... Bakuri Samara needs to then be pressing to the edge of this six-yard box because the Brighton defender to the left here, on the left-hand side of him, that's got, I think, Barnes near him, um, you know, he's going to get picked up by that. He's he's following him. And then I think it's Justin. I'll say it's Justin for the sake of it or whoever. It needs to be, like you said, needs to be pressing him. He needs to be already at him. And I think... That indecisiveness mixed with what comes from a, a, having a low confidence is they're not quite sure of their role and job in them split decision things. Dead balls we've been a lot better at. I know we conceded one this time, but I, we'll, we'll analyse that last, funny enough. But this is the parts, that little indecision, that split-second doubt and reassurance because you, you feel like they go to do their job and then they look just to make sure they're not leaving their responsibility and then it's too late. And, and that's something that these players need to stop and that's that doubt in the back of their mind because you can see it here. You know, I wish, this is what I was saying to you earlier, I wish we could do this, mate, where I, we were Sky Sports in it and I could circle and move around. While, like... while we are talking, I'm looking for an epic uh, a pen download and I downloaded one, but the, the, yeah. the JT downloaded that you've actually got to pay for it. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> but it was lovely to do it like this for this sort of thing. I'd love to be able to do that because then yeah. players just need to shift ever so slightly forward and left and they're in the perfect position to stop that from happening. But this is the problem with the confidence being low, that doubt creeps in and, and, and that's not helping our defensive frailties from these sort of areas. I mean, they said here, Mike, you know, Trossard has the whole of Brighton. David said, look at the space Trossard has to drink. Adam, mate, talks in Football versus Cancer. Check it out, guys, on Twitter and on YouTube as well. It is all, obviously, um, regarding the charity. We, we, we want football to beat cancer. So go over there, sub to his YouTube channel and follow him on Twitter. Uh, Gray says, and I will check my Twitter in a second, mate. Uh, Elsie said, closing down is a joker to our club. 
yes it is at the moment but you see what i mean though it's like it's, it's almost sort of the same isn't it because it's not being picked up yeah it's not and, and again this comes from that defensive yeah, not... team that that lack of uncertainty that um that opens that up uh, and, and it's not an easy fix problem men mentally to do and it's something they're going to have to overcome as a squad and hopefully the damning uh, assessment of this game that's been worked on um since monday is is there because it is very static and stanceration that is you know the red flags as, as uh, if you will of a side that is lacking that cohesion you know, I'm not saying a trip to Dubai, don't do a Celtic no. or anything like that to sort it, but something does definitely need to be worked on um, in that case because we've been doing that so many times. I nearly even scream and shout it in the press. Person. How easy is it that we're making any team have the easy option of either running to the byline and drawing the ball back 10 yards because we the thing you do when you're out of confidence as well and you're searching desperately trying to stop them having even a half a chance let alone coming away and creating a shot at goal because you're so worried about conceding is you find yourself ball watching and that also helps cause the slower reaction the indecisive movements by the defences because they kind of fight their own brains in these situations because they want to get rid of that ball. They want to clear that ball. They don't want Brighton having a shot, getting themselves back in the game. No, they want to control this game. They want to get another goal if they can. And they want to win this game. And when you're low on confidence and you're already second-guessing your own movements and, and your job in that second, you're leaving these gaps all over the thing. And, 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 and you're going to get picked apart. And that's exactly what we saw, uh, well, with, with a lot of goals this season, but definitely through that one. And are we looking at it there? I mean, you know, there's well, there's two there's two strikers, but there's two defenders and a goalkeeper. I mean, in fairness, Thomas was unlucky because I mean, it came off him. It could have gone the other side of the post. I do think Thomas was unlucky with that. Yeah, he was. And when your luck's not in, when your exactly. luck's not in, I mean, do you remember that Tottenham game four three where Schluck scored the own goal trying to clear it? When your luck's not in, that also doesn't add to it. Indeed, indeed. Right, so let's have a look. Then they went 2-1 ahead. Um, surprise, surprise. Uh, not. So let's have a look at how this... Um... I don't want to meet. There we go. Far post, heads go up. And it's in, it's 1-1. One, one. Converted at the far post there by March. He was sealing in. And Welbeck's in there. And then Weppo also providing good support and he's coming forward here straight through the leicester back line he's on a long long line in Wepu. he's gone right and a chance it's in for two one and moises caicedo has to... <laughs> what what can you say about that one now this 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 kind of hurts a little bit but what what whilst look leicester got caught out like watching the mirror universe wasn't it because that's what leicester used to do to opposition we saw it with our goal they pressed the mistake they caught us out in numbers the defense was stretched but this is the difficult part danny ward is too cautious 
And what I mean by that is, yes, he has to. He he has to be prepared for what is the most expected thing in that outcome. And in that outcome, there is probably you you'd probably find there's actually fifty five percent chance that the person is going to shoot the ball and not lay it off to the weapon like he does, or say he do with. Uh, uh, Moises Saidu, whichever one it is, sorry to confuse Brighton fans, I don't mean to do it, I just muddled in my name with the names and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you're 45% of you is expecting to pass it off, off as a goalkeeper. And Danny Ward is too rigid towards the first option. And what I mean by that is, yes, you have to be expecting that he's going to have a shot, he's got the ball at his feet, he's the one that's going to, right now he's having a shot if he gets any closer. But as a goalkeeper, if you make yourself too rigid, you instantly give that player the knowledge that you're too straight. He's too straight on. Right, he's not going to be able to adjust in time. If I can get a passing quick to the goal scorer, or who well, the person who inevitably scores the goal, that that goalkeeper is going to be off balance. He's going to be too weighted on one side. He's not going to be able to cover a drive across. As long as he does that with the ball, we're scoring here, and that's exactly how this plays out. Danny Ward is too front on. He's too rigid. And it's one thing that he does need to work on. And what I mean by that, Chris, is the best way is, is Danny Ward and your Moepu, or whoever it is who originally has the ball, he's too dead on. What he needs to be is about two or three yards earlier, and he needs to be spreading himself at a slight angle. So he's still technically facing Moepu and expecting the shot, but he's almost going, I know if I'm on my toes and you go to hit this across me, I've got you covered. But I've also kept my strong holding leg here so that if you make that pass, I'm, I'm, I'm already able to turn. And that's something that Caterpillar did because that allows him to be on the front foot and close that angle down. And what Danny Ward doesn't do by being too rigid is he can't do that. He cannot make that movement. He cannot spring onto his strong dominant foot and get out to Sayedo or Moepu, which is one that is that scores that goal. I'm pretty sure it's Moepu, but correct me, Brian Hansen, wrong. And he can't make himself look big. All Danny Ward's able to do is angle himself in position right. And that goal looks massive to any person, let alone if they're a forward. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're a midfielder or defender. That that shot across goal is thank you very much. Because you're too tight to your post. You're too tight to goal. You cannot stop it. You know, we, we had our discrepancies with Casper. And I'm not going to bring that up and say, we, you know, anything else. But I'm just making a comparison of where Danny Ward needs to improve. And that mm. is... Make sure you've got your balance right because he's so he's so balanced one way over his weight. You can see his positioning. He's just throwing himself hoping he goes to his near post. He knows he's getting beat across goal, and then he was beat. And that's why and how he was beat, what he needs to do going forward. He needs to make sure he's got that leg that's there for emergency only to sway that weight back over. He's got to preempt what's his best second best option. And his best yeah. second best option was laying it off doing that because if he does that he can twist and go forward and he's already five yards closer to him and all of a sudden Sayeda goes ah crap and that's when they hit it straight at the goalkeeper and he saves it but looking at this here I mean the breakaway that they got um is exactly what Leicester love to be on the end it, 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 you know their end yeah I mean it, I don't know what this guy's doing here oops um I don't I, I'm trying this magic pen and it's, it keeps saying you need to do a free trial, and I, I'm not sure. Yeah, but it was it was nice throughout butter time, wasn't it? Yeah, and 
and, and if you're going to look at it on from the full basis, the biggest problem there is that it's literally what I've alerted to in the last It's ball watching from, I believe it's Thomas. I think it's Luke Thomas that's ball watching there. And, and again, if it is Luke Thomas, that also adds to naivety of his age. But what he's trying to do there is he's seen the ball go into the middle and he's seen that Leicester are 3 on 2. So his brain and instinct is overruling his footballing logic and he's going towards the ball. And in a way, he kind of gives it up because he's, he gets halfway through and it's like he realises he's made the wrong move. The guy that was casually going past him was the guy he should have been sprinting to get in front of. It's too late and there's nothing he can do. Because that guy, that goal scorer is now 15 yards in front of him and he's now just going, he's just running for the sake of running because he's not defending. He's not doing anything as a benefit to Leicester unless the ball was to cannon off a defender and he's lucky that he's there for a breakaway. He's now not affecting the game in the way he needs to be. And again, I go back to that confidence. You're so eager to, you know, get rid of that ball that all you see is that ball. And that's exactly what happens to, to Luke Thomas. I believe it's Luke Thomas again in that uh, people correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what happens to Luke Thomas in that scenario. He's getting dragged towards the ball because that's what he's so desperate to stop happening that he's completely mm. eradicating that sense of going, ah, you're there, you're an option. I'm having you out. I'm, I'm doing my job. Because that then, just to, to kind of sympathise back to Danny Ward, that makes his job easier. He yeah. shouldn't realistically have to be doing that, what I demonstrated with my actions there and made a very load of clips for you to probably use against me at some point. But, you know what I mean? He doesn't have to worry so much about the possibility of that as well as the shot because Luke Thomas hasn't drifted towards the ball. He's come and trapped back and covered. And, you know... You know, that, that kind of completes the puzzle of what's going wrong with Leicester and, and the combination of what's leading to these mistakes and goals. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dave, uh, Dave was just saying who, who, who scored there. Um, yeah, thank you. I just wanted to make sure because I know they were both involved in, in, in yeah. that moment. Uh, I may or may not have a pen working now. We, 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 this, this is going to be interesting. If you fancy game of noughts and crosses, it could be coming up. <laughs> Let's have a look at the next goal, shall we? Uh, I'm going to take the sound off here just because of what it is. But here's the next goal coming up, which, of course, was a Leicester goal. Yeah. Some would say that was hoofing a ball. Um, some would say it was route one. Others would say so, it was a lucky pass. Which way would you read that? that? I, I would say some would also say it was reminiscent of the 15-16 season. Brighton were a bit lacklustered here. I think they maybe fell into that mind trap that Leicester have started to collapse. This is going to be a bit of an easier afternoon. Maybe we can play it at a lesser tempo. And they were a bit casual here. The gaps between their defence showing their frailties. And I'm sure other teams that they've got to play in the future will note this and, and, and maybe look to exploit it because it, it was very particular trend. No, for the for the one minute and seventeen seconds that Leicester did anything really good, and I said that a little bit tongue in cheek, but the two goals are about that equivalent. Um, we did do the damage and, and and show what we we at least attempted to do, and what happens to that when we get it right? Because Dak is forever using his pace, he's exploiting it. We had them a little bit stretched, and again, like I said, caught them a little bit flat footed. 
uh, a little bit lackadaisical. Maybe they were more expecting what became after this goal in the second half. They were going to get three, four, five in the first half. Um, and um, and that's not worked, has it? That hasn't that hasn't come up at all on your screen. No, it's it? not. I can't see anything, mate. I'm afraid. Right. Just yeah. well, I can see the screen, but I can't see a like you're drawing anything. Sorry. Yeah, this is this is what is the point of this? Uh, oh. <laughs> I give up. Can I give up? Yes. Um, right. Let's let's go back to. Uh, There we go. Let me try it this way. Maybe, maybe we want to do it this way. The wonders of modern technology are always beyond me. But when you look at these here, there we go. You still can't see anything, can you? No, it's just a frozen screen on my end. Nothing's no, changed. Right. Well, as you look at that, you've, you've got to say two defenders, one striker. And I'm going to praise Daka because we can't always blame the defence. But he 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 stitched the the, the defence up. I mean, he just took the ball well. He finished it well. They should they should have not been troubled by that, should they? It, it looks like on paper, but there's two promising things from this this move that if you get to watch it like this, you you actually get to appreciate it. First of all, Daka's positioning. He's looked at the stretch and the gap between the recovering uh, right back or other centre back, and he knows what's in front of him. And the key thing about that is the person that's the biggest threat to him between him and the goal and stopping him having one on one is doing what defenders hate the most. He's running back towards his own goal and facing it whilst trying his best to keep an eye on Daka. Daka knows he's got the pace and abilities while we signed him to beat him in a foot race, hands down. And because the, because the other defender and chasing back has to cover that ground before he can even give the idea to chasing Daka down and catching him, he knows he's in a prime position. There's more than 10 yards between them. It's just a matter of the ball being spot on from Tillemans. And people might say, oh, yeah, but the Bryant defender who fell over. That plays tension to the fact that he's been forced to run at his goal and look behind. He's not having the comfort of having his back to goal and being able to say, see clearly what's in front of him. That is what the likes of Barney and Daka dream about before they go to bed. A ball like this being played right in front of their toes and the only thing they've got to worry about is the defender. And they both know they're beating every defender on this earth in a foot race if they've got a slight head start. But more than more so for Daka because he's younger, and I'm sure Vardy might not say about every single one. But the point is, the way they play the blistering pace, sit on the high line, it's a perfect thing for him, and it's played perfectly by Tillemans. And we've seen with even the greatest defenders we've had over the years, when they've been doing that sort of watching a ball come over the top or whatever, what do we always see, Chris? You, your instinct is to throw something at it, and your body instinctively throws a leg in the air. There you go. There's another clip for you. Using with strictly auditions, throws a leg in the air, falls on his ass, and again you you gift wrapping it, someone like that uh, on a plate, that sort of goal. So yeah, uh, credit to being alert and aware to what was around him, and this maybe shows that what happens when we get it right. This is why he's so stubborn to keep it this way because this is what you call. Uh, 
um, zonal passing. And that is, Tillman's instinct is, Daka, I've spotted him first out of everybody. He's going to make a run. I'll play it to him. Because if he if he doesn't zonally try and put it in that channel, he might pass that out wide and try and build it. He instinctively clocks Daka, he's on board and making the run. So he knows from what he's been told in training, if you see Daka sprinting, play the ball to him. Uh, and you'd see that with where we get passes wrong. Some players passing the ball before a player's even moved into that position. And then you're like, oh, he's passed it five yards in front of him. Oh, he's passed it behind him. Zonal passing. Passing to areas and not directly. And, and this was an example of that zonal passing, as I call it, actually coming off. Because it's instinctive to pass it there more than it is progressive in terms of how how, how, how they build it up when they're playing a slow passing game. But I mean... <sighs> Like you say, it's very stubborn, but it works. So we 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 know that we're not going to see it next game. Yeah, of course. You know that. Best God of being the team next week. So I'll never think it'll all be a joy to be picked up. <laughs> no, please, please, no. Right, let's have a look at um, the next one. I just we think... have to. I like her to all. <laughs> yeah, end it now. End it now, says Trump. Yeah. He took you it yeah, you see, yeah. and, we, and we've seen him. Every goal he scored for us, minus probably that tapping at United, was done through that method. Yeah, yeah. He loves them so. We have to make that decision now about Vardy. But here we go. Yeah, Second half, Leicester had the ball, got pushed off it. Now, how many? How many attempts? To st- I mean, he just, he just walked. They, they walked through our defence, didn't they? Yeah, it did again and again. The reason we hear Brandon say the same excuses is because it's the same frail problems, and unfortunately, it is it is frail problems that it's not for for a lack of commitment. It's the fact that they're feared in a way, and we do see it sometimes in the more zealous and maybe the more creative players, Dewsbury Hall and Madison, most notably, that will go in on a slide tackle, but the rest of the squad aren't quite. They see how a card go to one of them. They think, well, maybe I shouldn't risk it because if I get it really wrong, we're going to be down to 10 men. And they want to get involved and they want to stop them doing it. But you know I saw a lot of them. I thought a lot of them had a nervous twitch or something. They were trying to do the can-can or something because all they're doing there is uh, with a leg, dangling a carrot to try and do something about it. And again, they're indecisive. It looks indecisive because they stick a leg out mm. and then the person who they're trying to stop maybe take a quick shot because... They're out of position is now two or three yards more that way and now they've got to cover the gap and that put, you're putting yourself behind on order you know what i mean you're you're allowing huge jumping essentially to happen and all of a sudden it's, it's it comes with ease i can't really say the same as what i said about one of the previous goals with danny ward there because he's trying to stop four goal scorers in that situation. I don't blame Danny Ward or anything for that. I can't expect him to come out and initiate that because that, that shouldn't have even been first choice, let alone third, you know, you know let alone what he's thinking. I mean, taking this okay. stage, here's where we um, lost the ball uh, in the tack. I'm not sure again, you can't yeah. tell who it is on here, but just going yeah. out there, that's where we lost it to start. Um, And then we, we we failed to make a tackle once. Yeah. Twice. 
And then even now, you know, and I think that's Johnny Evans there. His first thing is all oh, let, let's let's you know put my hand up for offside. You can see he's well on side. Uh, but again, you've got all down this side here. You've got one, two, three plays. You've got again, Chris. Just, 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 just leave it there. Yeah, not only that, but one, two, three, four, five, six. I'd even say whoever that is on the far furthest right, seven. Maybe there's more there. I can't really tell with the kit and the lighting. And obviously, you've got got it on a bigger screen than I have. Use my phone. They're all doing exactly what we've, I've already stated. Seven. No, we've got ball, seven ball yeah, they're ball watching uh, and they're indecisive again because you look at them tackles, they were desperate tackles. And the player, just the frame before, where you see I, it may even be 10, I don't know, but somebody is body and eye is straight on the tackle or, or the attempt at a tackle from one of our players. Whilst his legs are twisted towards the player that's on the left-hand side of him, that's the frame before where, where, where the tackle that didn't come in and the referee plays a slight advantage. And it's that, the, the fact that a player is standing in that sort of position where their body and, you know, face is straight on at the instant that's happening in front of them, but the legs are trying to tell them, you need to be over there because there's someone to the left of us. The indecision is just... It, it it's it's so hard to, to tell. It is not hard to. It's so hard to see uh, in, in terms of watching and see it happening in front of you because you like you see the indecision and lack of the ability to make that decision like that because you have to do that in the moments when you lose a ball. Unless the you know the reason it feels so far beforehand is because Leicester would have pressed that out. Leicester would have been pressing that out. No worries. No looking over the shoulder. No worrying if Johnny Evans is picking picking up his man or busy picking his nose or whatever. You know, you had trust and faith in what you were doing. And now because you're doubting yourself, you doubt your teammates. You think, well, if I don't doubt myself, maybe they're doubting. Maybe, maybe they're not doing their job. And this is something that is the immediate fix that needs to happen. And it needs to be found a way to do it because... Every goal has followed every single pattern. They're all ball watching. And you only do that when you're not sure of your job and you're just watching and saying, oh. I mean, look at some of the positioning. The one, two, three players, Johnny Evans and the two to the far right of him, they're nowhere. Johnny Evans is technically probably just about getting away with saying, well, I'm the last line of defence if he drills it across goal. But no one's on that back post for the drill across goal. We can see that's what they're aiming to do by the way they go into it. They're just... They're almost doing what they're told him and going like, well, I know I need to be here because I'm a defender, but please, God, don't let that ball come to me because God knows what we're doing with it when we get it back in this situation. We don't know what to do. They're not used to being the defensive team. They're not used to doing that, and they should be. They've been doing this long enough, but look, look, they are, nobody goes towards that back post. They're all so worried about where the ball's going to go because they're so used to goals being conceded across their own six-yard box, being picked off at the back post, being picked off by a trainer. They're so nervous on it. Evans is nowhere near where he should be from where he was then. Evans should be on the goal line. The person next to him is even further embarrassingly back. He should be on the post. And then the one that's the furthest, furthest away should be trapping any runner so no one's there to follow it up if it does get deflected or palms it out. Yeah. It's so glaringly obvious. 
and it's just something that's coming and it's been rearing its ugly head from this lack of confidence because there is three defenders that could stop that ending up in the back of the net yeah. just by being that and then while well, this doesn't need explaining yeah, I'm going to say that so I just thought I'd play that I mean it's, unfortunately it doesn't yeah he it's still defending from a non-defender that gives away the penalty. Yeah. No, no blame, no blame to anybody there. It's just that was the nail in the coffin. They just got sick and twisted and put another two nails in the coffin afterwards. They couldn't yeah. have left well enough alone at three two. And you know what? The LCFC commentator said that even before this goal, the one that we haven't been able to see because it was ruled out. I mean, I don't know why Leicester fans would show up. I'm sure Brighton have it on their channel to watch it. So, you know, but. Even Matt Elliott said these words, and, and it's sad to agree with him in this case for what he's saying, not because Matt Elliott speaks nonsense or anything. I'm just saying because of what he said. He goes, yeah. even when that incident happened and it was ruled out and it was back to two all, he felt the game were lost. Mm. And that's the sad and really, really concerning thing to take away from it. Because the second is it there, did you, Chris, did anyone else listening or watching at home think, we're going to get back into this, or do they think, oh, that's it. That was important. No, that was no I, 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 I couldn't see us. Was we literally, like you say, we just... Yeah. I, I, I mean, Josh made the point when he was watching it that he, he'd been out that morning to his daughter, I think under 11's team or what have you, and he said they were more organised than Leicester City were. And I couldn't argue with him. I mean, the funny thing is, and just to say here, I mean, LCFC Gray says, uh, get Walsh and Matty Elliott. Um, if you haven't seen it, get over to the Leicester Till I Die TV channel on YouTube. It's under latest shows. It, I've, I've rearranged them a little bit to uh, to get another uh, banner of uh, shows in. But go under latest shows, and you'll see an interview I did last night with Tony Cotty. Lovely, lovely guy. Uh, his dinner was ready. He'd come straight off, and he'd come straight off doing the Leicester City website show and came on mine. And he and Walshy applied for the job when O'Neill left. That Walsh, Steve Walsh was going to be the manager and Tony Cotter was going to be the assistant manager. And instead we got Tater Peeler in. So who knows what could have happened. But it's a great show, great chat. Uh, uh, pop over there and do have a look at it um, if you're a Leicester fan. This one, a lot of people have criticised Ward's positioning. Um, I'm. I'm not. You. You're. You're the. You're the perfect person. Goalkeepers union. But that said, and obviously I'm going to let you talk us through it. It was a sweet free kick. Yeah. First of all, it, it, it's it's a good it's a good free kick. But I don't know if we'll get the reverse angle of of it here to show it from behind the goal. And that's why I'd like to pause it if possible. No. Not sure if we do or does it go straight. Is that it? No, it's, it. Finish, yeah, it's, it. yeah. it's going to be a little bit harder to do, but the the one we can't obviously use for obviously Sky Sports one, I think it is. You got to see the replay of the goal um, from behind the goal. So you saw where Danny was starting. So if you take it back before the free kick's taken, if you can, Chris, I do apologise for this. It's just easier to say. Now the thing is, it's more central, but it is slightly right. Of of of, uh, of the goal, uh, of, of the edge of the D. Sorry. Um, now the wall position's fine, and Danny Ward. What, what you can see there is it looks a bit weird, but actually, what the wall is covering is the wall is covering Danny Ward's right side where the ball ends up, and Danny Ward is is compensating 
for the other side, which he has, you know, he has to make sure he doesn't try and sneak it in but in the low corner that way. Problem is, there's a lot of things from Danny Danny Ward there that is that is the option. I talked about it with one of the early goals, and that is, he's just too rigid. He's too mm. square on, and I'm not going to do my goalkeeping antics again, but please enjoy them if you're watching this back and whatever. But he's too square on, and he's he's probably about five, five, seven, eight yards too far over on that left. He needs to be shoulder shoulder there i would say at a worst he needs to be shoulder to shoulder with the last line of his defense he needs to be practically a, an extra man on that wall where he can see it perfectly and he can do that even at half body so only half of him you know like like that give it a lean around the wall so you can see it. you're just sure and that way if he's five or so yards maybe maybe eight's a bit drastic um in terms of yards but if he's if he's five maybe even five yards is a bit drastic i think about it i keep forgetting how much that sounds uh big strides he's a couple of big strides too far over on that side of the goal and if he's over a bit more and he's a little bit more angled on and he's not so close to his goal line i'm not saying he stops it but he gets he looks stupid there because he's always getting beat you appreciate a goal more begrudgingly as an opposition fan. If your keeper's got his position right, he's done everything he can, he's at full stretch and he still gets nowhere near it or he can't do it. You go, yeah, fair play. At least you can't fault him. He did everything he could. And again, I'm not saying he saves the McAllister thing and I'm not saying he would have saved it and and and, and wouldn't have changed anything. They still would have only just beat us yeah. four to then. My point is... It's, it's critical of the keeper because you're thinking, if he's doing that there, what's he going to do next week if Villa get a free kick? And if he's getting it wrong, right, with his positioning there, imagine if he'd have got fingertips on that from his incorrect positioning and his incorrect stance. That would have then told you as a fan that he's going to save that if he's a couple more yards over and he's not so straight on. The I'm thing is, gonna, again... I'm just going to try something here, mate. Um, let's yeah. take that, get rid of that for a second. Um, and uh, let me now. This may or may not make any difference at all, but who knows? Um, let's have a look at this here. So uh, let me just line it up. Yeah. Right, so um, we'll have a look and just see what this one is like. Um, this may show it from a few few different angles, to be honest with you. And maybe moving forward, we need to show the longer highlights, but, you know, edit it if yeah. you like, if you know what I mean. Yeah, because this right. is hard to, to explain without the... Yeah. It's hard see, to... There you see, he's it. gone right over to the other post, hasn't he? Yeah, I get, yeah, that's in the development of sorting out his wall and making sure that they've covered all they can in terms of that, and he, they're not so letting. Here, here we go. Let's see, because no, yeah, let's, so he is towards his left post there. He's right over, hmm. which does leave him open. Looking at that, I tell you what, as well, if people might remember a goal similar, but it was on opposite end, 
Cardiff playoff semi-final, Chris Wheel did exactly the same with a free kick and I would look at it. I remember looking at it then going, he'll put that in the near post. And he did exactly that because Chris Wheel in that goal was way too far over the side that he needed to, that, that was more open because of the wall. And Peter Whittington bent it in over the wall and straight in the near post. It's, it's yeah. not a carbon copy as such, but the same thing. There we like, go. Yeah, there we see, go. as you can see, look at our wall. Look at, you know, you can do it for that. So you see our wall, Johnny Evans. Look where Danny Ward is. Danny Ward is in the same central as I believe James Madison is. What you need from your keeper there, you see where the edge of the play button is, it's probably perfect. Danny Ward's right shoulder needs to be there. So he's still, Danny Ward needs to be left a bit with your cursor, mate. Can you can you know where the, the the left side as I'm looking at it? So yeah, there. Danny Ward needs to be there. He needs to be a shadow of that extra man in the wall. That's exactly where he needs to be. And again, he can put himself a little bit over because he's not actually a part of the wall as a goalkeeper. So he could he could go a little bit in Johnny's up. You know, have half been protected by Johnny. You have in there, like you say, haven't you? Yeah, he can't. Yeah, he doesn't need to be standing there. Madison and, and the player next to Madison has that responsibility covered. What he needs to be, he needs to be able to be moreover, if McAllister does try to go to his left side, he's got that covered. You know, that's always a goalkeeper mistake. If the side you've got covered yourself and have a majority over, you know, it's going to happen. And he should say that. When it's over the wall, you cannot leave, you cannot stand where Danny Ward's standing because you see that gap, don't you? Literally, the daylight between Madison. Yeah. And that's why when he makes the diving effort, it's pathetically bad because he's halfway down his goal instead of being springing like the top corner, which is what that extra stride over and being Johnny's extra defender. You see what I mean? Like, you've got you've got the wall. You kind of want Ward to be going, right, if I was in the wall, now reverse the back goal. That's literally what you want Danny Ward's position to be. You want him to be in line with his defence, but in his goalkeeper position. You mm. know what I mean? So have him there, standing... Well, what would you say the distance is from him to be standing there, from from there to a side that play button? A, a big stride, a big goalkeeping stride, isn't it? You consider it? You know, he takes a big step over mm. to his right. If he yeah. does that and, and angles his body a bit, left side's his problem, right? Right side... He's got a jumping wall. He's got a cluster of players. He's going to have less time to react to it. Because if McAllister tries to put it on the left of him, he's floating it. He's, he, he's giving it height. He's going to have a clear line of vision. He's going to be able to spring to save it. Which is why players try and put it, you know, with a bit more venom and drive like McAllister does. But into the opposite corner, he's got to use a lot of power, generate a lot of power to do that. Yeah. With Dan Moore's positioning, if he's where he's supposed to be, Again, I'm not saying he saves it, but he does it so much better. And it gives him more of a chance because the slightest fingertip, you never know. No, 99 no, times out of 10, he still scores it. But if he's in a better position and he's angled better, there is always a chance that Daniel Wood gets something on that and stops it. Doesn't change the outcome. We know that. But these are the things that Danny Ward, the individual, needs to be looking at with Mike style and going right, yeah, I've got you, I've got you, I see that. Now, show him that Mike style, show him that, and I'm sure Danny Ward himself will go. Oh, fucking hell, yeah, I was, I was, 
over cautious. I was an extra yard over. I was dead straight. Why was I checking out Madison's shirt? Number? I should be, I should have been looking at where the free kick table was. This isn't you that's applied for this set piece coach job, and you, you you're having problems with your visa, are you? No, I don't, do it, mate. I do. I I I just send this file to Brendan and say, "Have a listen to that, mate." Yeah. Oh no, totally, totally, mate, mate. That is brilliant. Uh, very good going up to the two hours. Uh, fingers crossed that this will go out. We're not sure, obviously, with us um, using the the footage there, but we'll, we'll find out straight away as soon as I come off it. Um, I'll see you back at nine o'clock. You will, mate. You're not long without me, so yeah, there is that. <laughs> this is this is true. Um, Thursday night, have you got a show on your channel? Yes, I do. Um, given the conjunctions of everything on, I'm actually going to do a Ask Me Anything um, special. What I normally do on, on a matter of opinion is I have a subject choice of matter that you don't want to give your opinions about. No opinions, right or wrong. It's just to show where you're allowed to voice your opinion. And what I wanted to do was always have a monthly segment. And because of conjunction of Thursday, uh, being a show at Manchester United and Leicester, I wasn't able to do back-to-back shows. So what I decided to do, since this is the first Thursday, uh, technically that I have a show to do that isn't a deadline day or something like that, is it's an Ask Me Anything show. So that'll be live at 8 o'clock. I do a show every Thursday at 8 o'clock, unless something like um, a Thursday game kicks off and I, I can't do it. But yeah, that's where you'll catch me. I and think, I think you're safe with Thursday. We're not in Europe this season, mate. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think I'll be changing next season unless championship for Thursday night games. Yeah, you well, God, don't even, don't even go there. Uh, thanks very yeah. much, Gray. That, that's, um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Glad you enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, so that's a matter of opinion on YouTube. The link is below on uh, the YouTube description of this show. Uh, it is a matter of opinion. Uh, give it a subscribe. It's a great show, uh, great discussion uh, channel. It really is. And at full time focus, all one word, full time focus is Brad on Twitter. That it certainly is. It certainly is, mate. Cheers for that. And now you've said ask you anything, I might I have to tune in just to see what you get asked because I think you might get one or two. I would say you might get well, one or two juicy ones, but that's probably for me, if I'm honest. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what I'm like, mate. I'm always good to be able to just use it to, to, to come up with an answer that. that uh, Oh, we annoy people at how I'm able to answer questions. Yeah. Hey, thanks very much. That was great show. I really enjoyed that, Brad. And uh, I'll see you tonight at nine. Yeah, think, no worries. And of course, Mr. Linux, the uh, X Fox. Yeah, the prediction expert. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad he's back. <laughs> oh, Can I just say, none of us have had a brilliant week, by the way. So there we go. Brad, I'll see you tonight at nine. Thanks a lot, mate. See you later, mate. Cheers. Cheers thank you. Thanks to Brad there. He does those so excellently with the um, descriptions, the breakdowns or whatever. Absolutely brilliant. Um, didn't realize it was going to be this long, but hey, that's the sign of a good show that you don't realize where the time has gone. Um, please, if you haven't already, we've actually lost one while the show has been going on, but please subscribe to this channel and smash the lights for us. I'm actually going to be back before the 9 o'clock show, which is the prediction show. Hopefully we'll be back at 7 o'clock with the review show, looking at all the weekend's games. I just need to sort out uh, a new host for that because, uh, unfortunately, the host that I was doing it with 
isn't available. So I will say goodbye to you all, me and my friend there, and we will see you all tonight, hopefully at 7 o'clock. Take care, stay safe, and thanks for watching and listening. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye, and see you next time. This week's episode has come to an end. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share and get involved. Join us next time. all over it is now sports social podcast network it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect ultimate delivery now on the mcdonald's app you in Participating restaurants 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.